Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It is Mike and Joe, your awesome co-hosts for this show. And we have a phenomenal show for you today because we have so many new things to look at. But before we go into some tournament results, card reveals, Joe, how are you doing on this late evening recording? Um... I've been trying to hatch a shiny Mime Jr. so I can get a Mr. Mime, or even with the decent IVs. And so far, I'm equating it to like reading a book in bed before going to sleep. I've dozed off several times trying to hatch an egg. Do you want me to make you feel really bad really quickly? Yes. I'm soft resetting for a shiny Dracovish, which is one of the fossils in Sword. I, I got to say, I probably, you know, you can AFK soft reset. I hatch about three or four eggs of soft reset or uh, fossils, I should say. I am currently on day nine. Nothing? Nine days straight of soft resetting. And I have the turbo button on my pro controller. So basically, you hit the button and it just repeatedly hits A for you. So really, I don't have to like do much except like be around it. So I can still. Like do my house chores, do whatever I need to. Um, so when I say I do it like five plus hours a day, I'm not like sitting intently staring at it. But I'm not missing what's being presented to me. And I am literally, the, the, we're recording this on a Wednesday. And I started this last Monday. It Ugh. is a one in 4,000 odds because uh, the fossils are not applied to the shiny charm. So I'm slowly going insane, and I'm convinced that it just doesn't exist. I just want to tap dancing Pokemon. That's all I want. Yeah, you got smaller dreams, my friend. We got a really good show for you, though, so we should move into that. Obviously, as most people know, especially by the time this podcast is live, the Sword and Shield, essentially the entire set that Japan is getting, has been revealed to us. So we do have majority, if not the entire first official set for Sword and Shield. So obviously we'll be going into that today. It's important first that we do touch base and talk about the regional over the weekend briefly, just very, very briefly, because our time is really going to be spent with the card reveals. Over the weekend, we did have a regional in Daytona Beach. Normally we would have definitely spent some time really digging into meta, but as you told me before we recorded, and you have a good point, there's another re- another regional coming up this weekend, so instead of diving into the meta now, we're going to kind of see what the next regional looks like, sort of see if uh, certain trends follow it. And more, yeah, more likely we want to see our people reacting to what happened this past weekend. That's like really the bigger thing, too. With back-to-back weeks, it's a, it's a really good point. In top eight, we did have from eight... Two one, so last first. We had Gustavo Wada ending up the top eight with a Mewtwo deck. Grant Manley with a Florges uh, doll deck, the stall stall doll. In sixth place, we had a Gardevoir Sylveon. Fifth place, a ADP Keldeo. Fourth place, another Florges doll. Third place, we had uh, Malamar and Giratina, which was pretty awesome. So we had a squid to get top three, which I feel like we haven't seen in quite a while. No, it was poised to do at some point. 
you're right. It was it's it's lurking around. Second place, we had Xander Perro playing an ADP Keldeo deck. And in first place, Drew Kate finishing with Gardevoir Sylveon. So Gardy won the event. Uh, I know Gardy was under a 5% play, I think. It, it was an anti meta call, which is sweet. I love that. Obviously, it's my one of my favorite, if not my favorite, deck in the format. And this one played an Omastar and a Fossil with a one yeah. rare candy. So I, I, I love the list. I think it's super awesome. Yeah, and I'm, I'm still thinking with my predictions of Pikaramas slowly dying. They were in the 48 that made day two, I believe. That's 48 day two. There's only two Pikaramas. So it's slowly going away. You know what's a pretty bad when you got more uh, Polka Doll Florges decks than you do have Pikaram in day two? People are just getting burnt out with it, and, and those that are highly competitive are seeing the value in ADP and Mewtwo and Reshazard, for that matter, over Pikaram. Especially, again, as we kind of talked about and predicted, I really think Chaotic Swell did a lot to that deck. I think it discourages players from using it, and especially now that there's a few more tools against tag teams and ways to kind of remove damage and switch the board around a little more with the tag team supporters. I just don't think that Picaram has a great matchup anymore. And you know, that's not a bad thing because we're getting into a spot where we're moving forward and we're ushering in a new era and Pikachu Zekrom was printed a, a year ago now. It was you the know? first one announced. Right. So really, it's not that shocking. It's almost normal to expect this. If Picaram was still prevalent, this would be called a stale meta, but at least we're getting some new decks coming in, and Cosmic Eclipse clearly was strong enough, just kind of like what Lost Thunder was, to shift the entire metagame in a different direction. I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah, the the one sad thing about like I'm happy that ADP is doing pretty good things. I'm just sad that it's making. I, I love playing one prize decks. I'm sure you know that. It's hard to play one prize decks or use a one prize deck against this 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 specific deck. I just can't can't you have to do play it. Baby Blounds. I mean, that's really the only. Or Malamar, you know, you you do have options, but you're right in terms of like niche single prizers you don't really have an option so anything else you want to share in, in relation to this tournament because i mean really like i said we're glossing over it malamar did show up in some pretty decent numbers that's another big table takeaway but other than that like you said before i'm I'm kind of waiting to see what happens next week now yeah there's been a couple of uh, giratina garchomp techs in some of these malamar lists which i found pretty interesting um there's a couple ones that made day two I know Pablo Meza uh, played one uh, a week or two ago, won a cup with it, I think. A pretty big one. I think he told me about that. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I, again, it was going to be a quick review. We spent about five or six minutes on it, and it, it is going to be wise for us to really take some time and make sure that we take into account how the meta is going to react to Gardevoir popping up again. I don't know if there, there won't be a heavy counter. It's not like they're going to have a counter a 5% deck. It's still going to be Mewtwo and ADP, but really it's going to be a question of how cautious are people going to be of this now? You know, is Gardevoir a good play next week or 
are there going to be too many people in the field who are playing to counter it? Whether that's a good thing or bad thing, is it is it going to exist? You know, and I think that's something that it has to consider. Yeah, I th- I think it's slowly creeping into a circle of power. Basically, you have ADP, but ADP's weaknesses. So, God of our Sylvia, and then you have another deck. Basically, it's a, it's a circle of power, as I will call it. And I think that's become where it's becoming before. It used to be just <clears throat> Pikaram and Rushazard back and forth for a while. Now we're getting, I think, into a circle where everything has its small little weaknesses. Right. No, I agree with you there, and I think that's a good place to leave it until we get to it next week. All right, man, let's move into the dope stuff. We have an entire set that was revealed for us. And I'm just, I'm super excited to talk about it because there's so many things, both aesthetically and mechanics wise, that I'm just really happy about overall. We did get our, essentially, our entire sword and shield opening set for us. We got the trainers, we got the full arts. We do have rainbow rares again. We have a new, like, glitter finish. Like, I, I it, it probably was a little older than it used to exist, but it looks like the normal. Pokemon V cards are going to be textured and the full arts are going to have kind of their own sort of glittery texture, at least with the rainbow rares. So some of the glittery texture looks beautiful on some cards and other cards, not so much. We're also getting rainbow rare trainers, which is something I saw. Yeah. Which would be interesting. Because it kind of looks like to me, if you look at the initial images of these textured trainers like this, it kind of looks like a fake card. I know it doesn't look like it's real. I think it looks. I think it looks a little cheesy. I know uh, there's a lot of people that I've heard and seen, both in our personal group and, and online, that are big fans of it. I think it's cool. I do think it's a bit much for my personal taste, but I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not gonna crush it. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, I'm just not I'm, like. I think the sun and moon was a had a, had that little rainbow phase to it. I don't know if we should continue that craze. Personally, I think that should be like a, a sun and moon thing. Just leave it at that. There's some really cool things that they've done with the textured cards and the glittery parts to it, uh, like some of the full arts. And personally, I think uh, I don't know if we reviewed this yet, but the Sable IV looks yeah. beautiful. It does look good. There's some really cool card arts in this. I love the black borders for the V cards. There's the Zacian and Zemazenta look beautiful whether it's gold or regular far yeah there's some really cool stuff so if you haven't been able to take a look at this please please do again this is the set that we're going to be getting so obviously why wouldn't you look at it honestly i would probably put some of these textured vmax cards probably on a higher collectible list than i would some of the shiny stuff that i've seen the shiny stuff that i saw from from hidden fates eh, take it or leave it was my opinion but some of these arts look just beautiful. We will see, man. We we are going to find out. Here's our plan for going down the set, because we're not going to read every single card, because we would be here for like 97 hours, uh, debating every card, breaking down its HP resistance, blah, blah, blah. So here's how we're going to kind of sort this. And anything we don't mention, you can let us know about, or you can look at yourself. You know, We are looking at all the cards individually, but in podcast form, I don't think it's practical for us to go through every single card in existence. So we're going to go through the Pokemon V that we have not talked about, the new Pokemon V that were revealed. We're going to hit the trainers that have not been revealed. And then we're going to open the floor to 
what are some cards that you are interested in that maybe aren't Pokemon V and are not new trainers or new energy types? And I think that's a fair way to approach it. Yep. The first Pokemon V that we have on the list is a Delmize. Delmize is a 220 HP grass type basic Pokemon. For one grass energy, it has Wrath of Wraths, which is a horrible name for an attack. 30 plus damage. If any of your grass Pokemon were knocked up by damage from an opponent's attack during their last turn, this attack does 90 more. So it's a pretty basic sort of revenge attack for one grass energy. Not too overwhelming. Second attack, two grass, one colorless Giga Hammer. It does 200 damage, and you can't use this attack next turn. It's weak to fire, and it's got to retreat it too. Joe, when I look at this card, really kind of looking at it from the scope of how Pokemon V have been starting to look, I think this is a generally solid Pokemon V card. What do you think about it? Um, I think it's a little, it's more above average compared to the other ones that we've seen so far. It can hit really hard. And it's great in certain new situations where other cards are just seemed pe- decently with an okay mm-hmm. return. And and really, what we got to be thinking about here too in terms of damage is fine band two ten. You know that's that's kind of how I'm trying to start to train my brain when I'm looking at damage because if if necessary, I mean a lot of decks are going to have that damage modifier available, and hitting two ten. Seems to be seems to be a pretty good number for the general group of Pokemon V. Uh, two twenty. It looks. I think two twenty is the magic number, though. Is that fair to say? I think two twenty is the magic number. Yeah, it really depends. There is a lot of between two twenty and two ten. Some of the stronger thones like Zemazenta and Zashian, I think, are two twenty. Uh, Lapras, I believe we talked about last week, is two ten. So we're in that sweet spot that looks pretty good. You're hitting Stone Jr. for weakness anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zamazenta, your, your Zacian and Zamazenta, they resist grass, so that's not really it. Oh, sorry. Forgot about no, that. No, but it's still it's a, a thing. point worth bringing up. Yeah. It's a pretty decent card. You know, and you're right. It's a, it's a little bit above average. And, and again, with the weird, I, I guess I'll call it a nerf, that seems to be right along the lines of what Pokemon V will be doing in this opening set. The next Pokemon V in the list is another 220 HP Pokemon V. It is a Wobbuffet. Wobbuffet is a 220 HP Psychic Basic Pokemon V. For two colorless, step back, switch all damage counters on this Pokemon with those of your opponent's active Pokemon. Damage exchange, which we've seen before. Two Psychic Energy, Shadow Bind, 70 damage, and your opponent cannot retreat. Uh, it is weak to dark and has a resistance of fighting by 30. So this attack, Shadow Bind, is a card game representation of the ability that Wobbuffet has called Shadow Tag. I believe it gets Shadow Tag, which is an ability that traps the Pokemon, its opponent's Pokemon, in play. They can't switch out. So this is kind of a call out to an ability that Wobbuffet does hold. Uh, kind of like a re- it's worse than arena trap shadow tag you're stuck man oh uh, it's an ability that wabafet and gothitelle share in the game uh, it's pretty strong wabafet 
is a super niche card. I would really love it if it wasn't a Pokemon V. Um, I think it's got some interesting play. Uh, did we ever talk about Gengar last week or this week? Um, Gengar was not revealed. I don't believe. Okay, so we're well, yeah. Kick little thing into Gengar, uh, the one prizer. I don't think so. I'll go over. He's it. got a, he's got an ability, Life Shaker. As often as you like you during your turn, you may move one damage counter from one of your second Pokemon to another one. So I can see Step Back and Gengar. It's a being cool combination. Together. Yeah, because you could essentially clear your whole board of damage, or just and... load up Bubba Fett and switch. That's what I'm saying. You could essentially take 210 damage at most, or if you have uh, that uh, berry or whatever it was that we talked about last week that gives you 30 HP, you have more room to kind of move damage counters around. I could see it. Well, is it a top choice for a deck? No, but it could be fun. Pre-release material. Oh. All right, let's move forward. Um, we, we did go over Stone Jenner. But we do have a Stonejenner VMAX, which is interesting because this now proves to me that VMAXs do not line up, which I guess I should have already realized from Zashi and Azamazenta. There is no Gigamax correlation or Gigantamax with the VMAX cards. They're not related at all. Um, we had Stonejenner last week. Stonejenner had for one fighting guard pressed 40 damage and you take 20 less. For three fighting energy, Mega Kick for 150. That was the previous V card. We got a V Max for Stone Jenner. It is a 330 HP fighting type. Obviously, it evolves from Stone Jenner V. For one fighting energy, Stone Gift. Attach one fighting energy from your hand to one of your Pokemon, then heal 120 damage from that Pokemon. For three fighting energy, it does max rockfall for 200 damage. I like this card. I like it. Um, 330 HP with the VMAX is obviously decent. It's weak to grass, and grass is always wishy-washy in terms of its uh, mainstay in the meta. Wait, what about wishy-washy? I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> It, it it hits for 200, which is a solid number. You wish it was 210, again, to get to 220. I feel like 220 is going to be that number. And its first attack, Stone Gift is cool. Maybe I'm asking for too much, but I wish it did some damage. Because I believe Mega Sceptile has an attack like this. And I'm going to pull it up right now because I'm almost positive, And it's really good and expanded. Uh, it's not a busted card. But it's a card that really, really has some good synergy with what's available to them. Yes. So Mega Sable, uh, Mega Septile had an attack, Jagged Saber. It did 100 damage for two energy, and you could attach up to two grass energies from your hand to your bench Pokemon, and you heal all damage from those Pokemon. So we, we have had an attack similar to Stone Joner, but it did damage before, and I, I kind of wish it still did that. But what, what do you think about the VMAX? It's literally a nice stone wall. <laughs> good, no good, good. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you heal 120, which seems to be a decent amount. And, well, actually, there's not many healing cards because isn't with the Grey Potion, right? That's currently in the meta. That's only, that's only GX cards, right? Yeah, it's GX that get 50, yeah. 
Yeah. Like Pokemon Center Lady. We have a few things, but nothing, nothing drastic. So yeah, no, nothing like that, or even gusting wise. No, we have great. You can literally, it, that's all. You, you don't have great catcher. Catcher doesn't work on this. We have custom catcher, yeah. Custom catcher, but yeah, which is played still plenty. Yeah, and it's probably still more expensive. And we have Pokemon catcher coming in this set. Yeah, but there's there's some nice synergy with even within its own card. Like this is fantastic. It can heal itself. It can accelerate itself. Yeah, it has some. It had some stability if it isn't going right away. I, yeah. I I can definitely see where you're coming from there. Let's move on. The next Pokemon V is the meme itself. Oh man, I just this Pokemon's strange. Cromorant for some reason got a Pokemon V. Um, fine. It is a colorless. 200 HP basic Pokemon. If you don't know what Cromorant is, it's the giant like pelican looking thing that we talked about last week that spits stuff at you. For one colorless beak catch. This is where I this is stupid. This is good, but I hate this. That this card has this. Search your deck for up to two cards and put them in your hand. Then shuffle your deck. For three colorless, it has spit shot. Discard all energy from this this Pokemon. This attack does 160 to one of your opponent's Pokemon, regardless of where they are in the field. It's weak to lightning and resist fighting by 30. Is this card weirdly good? Yes. It's like confusing. I don't like it. It's like it's you read its attacks and you're like, ah, oh, that's kind of neat. It's weak to lightning, which it looks like we might be going into a time where lightning kind of takes a small backseat again. Not a huge one, but uh, I don't know. Three energy for the attacks kind of cruddy, but being able to just search your deck for two car, it, it, one energy tutor for two, it, you can't say that's an awful card. If, if the meta shifts towards V cards, 160 is, is somewhat an irre- irrelevant number. Oh, it's totally irrelevant. It's not going to be killing anything. You're literally talking about it as a utility uh, V. To snipe the Denes. Yeah, and and to fetch cards. I don't. I don't. I mean, you could even say that this isn't a, this isn't a control deck. You know what I mean? You could. I could totally see it being in a control deck of some sorts. Weakness card energy. Yeah, just kind of sitting there. That's that's kind of going to be what it is. I think it's an okay card. I think there's nothing special about it. It's just a really awkward Pokemon. <laughs> Gotta have move, one in every bunch. That's, that's, <laughs> we do. Let's move forward. The next Pokemon V is a fire type. And if you're wondering why we're jumping through types, they did split it up for sword and shield based on how Japan's getting the set. So we're looking at two different lists. Oracle V is a 210 HP fire type basic Pokemon for two fire and one colorless. It has flame pillar, 90 damage plus 90 more. If you discard the top card of your deck and that card is a fire energy. So it's a 90 potential 180 for three energy. Kind of iffy. For three fire and one colorless steam crash, 120 damage and you discard two energy from your opponent's active Pokemon. It's weak to water and resists nothing. This card normally would be like, why is this thing here? But you have welder. So, I can't say it's that out of reach. And being able to discard two energy from your opponent's active Pokemon, 
in a meta where it looks like we're going towards kind of a, at least a two or three energy requirement. Again, a middle of the line to above average card, I would say. I think it's a lot, little more dangerous than you think. That's what I'm saying. It like all of these cards, especially as the people are listening, are probably going to agree with. It sounds like they're underwhelming because we're used to tag teams. But I think they're trying to make cards balanced. That's what I'm saying. I, I think this nice. card is relevant. I think it will be relevant. And, and the reason it's going to be relevant will be because of Welder. Uh, will be because of all the fire support that will still be around for it until August. But I, that's okay. It's going to be a good card. I, I, if we go into this weird meta where things are a little more bulky, but they just don't hit as hard, it kind of slows down the meta. We are going into a slower meta unless they reveal something for the spring set. I'm okay with this card. I really am. You're good with the two? Yeah. All right, let's move forward. Let's see here. Ah, more Pico. More Pico. If you don't know what more Pico is, it is the electric mouse from this set or this generation. More Pico is an electric type Pokemon V. It has 170 HP. For one colorless, it has spark 20 damage. And you do 20 to one of your opponent's benched Pokemon. And for two lightning and a colorless, it has electric wheel, 150 damage. You discard an energy from this Pokemon and then switch it to your bench. It's weak to fighting, doesn't resist anything. Before we talk about it, I do want to link it up with its VMAX that it does get. Because I think this card only exists next to its VMAX, if I'm perfectly honest. Morpico VMAX is a 300 HP little guy, if that makes sense. For two lightning and a colorless, it has super discharge, 180 damage. This attack does 20 damage to each of your opponent's Pokemon. So again, weak to fighting. It's not a great card. I think it's the weakest one we've read so far. Of the VMAX? Of the V cards, just in general. I have got a different view on it. I think the weakest part about it, in my opinion, is actually the HP. Is 170. Well, yeah, that's what I'm looking at, too. But I really like these attacks. Um, especially Electric Wheel. Pair it with Polkadol. Isn't, isn't 3 going to be hard to get to? No, you got Pikaram. I know we're talking about Pikaram instead, but why not? I feel like it's outshined. I feel like I feel like right now, if you're going to play electric, you're just not going to play more Pico, though. But it's hitting, it's, hit, it's hitting the same numbers that Pikaram would hit, 150, right? Yeah, but, but it'd be and a support Pokemon. A- wouldn't Raichu still be a better card? Yeah, you probably could pair it with Raichu if you really would like to, but getting out of your active is pretty big because you have to waste gusting cards, but there's not many options to do it. Fair enough. Fair enough. If, if, we were, if we were meta back in with Guzma... I'd probably agree with you. But when it comes to only gusting options, you have Ninetales and you have uh, Custom Catchers. Fair enough. I, I, I understand your point. Moving on, we have one more Pokemon V that we have not talked about yet, and I think we can agree that it is our favorite art in general for the Pokemon V. I imagine you, you agree with me just because of how we feel about the Pokemon in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sableye V is a 170 HP dark type card. It's basic Pokemon. And I'm really happy that this attack is back. I'm really happy that this type of attack is back. 
For one dark energy or search, put a trainer card from your discard pile into your hand. For two dark energy, Wicked Claws does 10 damage and does 60 more for each damage counter on your opponent's active Pokemon. It's weak to grass, and that's that. I, okay, here's what I need to say, because I'm, I'm really struggling with this. Sableye is not weak to grass or, or poison. I don't understand this, Joe. Why is it weak to grass? Uh, you play a lot more of the video game than I do. It, Sableye only has one weakness in the game, and it's fairy type. Ghost is not weak to grass. Dark, I guess. I Okay, I, I guess the only twist that they could take on this is that dark is weak to bug? I don't know. Weird weakness. So I think Sableye will play to this advantage. I think this is my favorite V card that's been printed so far. Uh, I think that... I, I know it's not... If that first attack was colorless, it'd be a different story uh, in terms of really its usefulness. But I think Sableye V is a very good card. Do you agree or disagree? Um, it's got potential to do very great things. Um, said so the one downfall I'm having with it, and I don't know why certain cards are 170, and you have other cards that are over 200. It just does not make sense to me. Sableye's a little guy. Yeah, but you have, you have a lot of little guys, and then, I don't know. Poor Pecco. Yeah. Torkoal? How big is Torkoal compared to Sableye? It's big. I mean, it's bulkier. It's it's a bulky okay. Pokemon. And really, I mean, there's other small Pokemon that have the higher HPs, like 190 even, but those are the legendaries, like the Victinis or the Cocos or the things we saw way early on. But, like, we're talking about a matter of 50 hit points, which is pretty big. I think... They looked at this and said that this would be a little too strong had it have more energy or more HP. But hold on, you still have that trainer. You have that trainer card that gives it 30 extra HP. You know what I mean? And it's weak to grass in this game. So weakness is not going to be the same here. Which I see grass becoming a bigger in the meta. I don't know, man. They need to print better grass cards first, but I guess it could. I think I think Delmize and Rillaboom have some legs to stand on. I hope so. I hope so. It's good when different types have their turn, and, and um, I think we're getting ready for a rotation of things. Those are it for the new Pokemon V cards, the ones we haven't gone over. Obviously, there are Snorlax, Lapras, uh, a few more cards that we have gone over in the past, but, of course, we've already gone over them, so why would we bombard you with them more? We're going to jump to the Trainers. I'm going to go over, again, only the new trainers. Only the new trainers. And then we'll hit to the other Pokemon, and then we will skedaddle. First up on the trainer list, in terms of new stuff that I don't think we've talked about. Again, we talked about it, but you'll live. Hyper Potions being printed. It's a discard two energy from one of your Pokemon if you do heal 120. So that's cool. We have Air Balloon, which is probably going to be one of the best trainers printed. It is a Pokemon tool that removes two colorless retreat costs from the Pokemon it is attached to. So looking at a lot of these Pokemon V and a lot of these cards, losing a retreat of two is just good enough to essentially be Floatstone. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I mean, cards like this are super valuable. It's, I think it's more valuable than a skateboard. It's 
more valuable than U-turn board. That extra retreat retreat cost is a big deal. I think. I think it is. It, I think it, it opens d- up a lot more again. I think on just in terms of silliness too, just a balloon. It's a picture of a balloon on a card. So like you're looking at a balloon, and then you have what metal frying pan. Yeah, it's well Pretty creative. The air balloon in in the video game you usually attach it to ground type Pokemon because it literally essentially levitates as you're holding it. So the balloon pops when you hit it, but that Pokemon is immune from ground type attacks until you hit the balloon off. It's like an actual competitive move or item. So for those that don't play the game, if you're looking at this going, why on earth did they just print a picture of a balloon? Uh, it's it's actually an item in the game and that has a certain level of viability to it. Moving on, we have Lumberry. Lumberry is a Pokemon tool. At the end of any turn, if this Pokemon has any special conditions, you remove all of them and discard the card. The Citrus Berry. Or Lumberry, sorry. So, just like in the game, Lumberry gets used up to heal one status condition. Pretty simple, dude. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Moving down to the second half of the set... Moving to their trainers, again, it is kind of split up a little strangely. In terms of new cards, we have Lucky Egg. Lucky Egg is a tool. If the Pokemon this card is attached to is knocked out by an attack of your opponent's Pokemon, draw until you have seven cards in hand. Hmm? I'm trying to remember if this is a reprint. Wasn't it like a card called Lucky Helmet, I believe? Lucky Helmet was if you get hit by it, you draw two. Okay. Or like if you if you are holding it and they hit you, you draw two, I believe. Every time you get hit. So similar. Lucky Egg in the video game is an item that boosts uh experience points. So the Pokemon that holds it gets uh, like double XP from battles. So Which is kind I of funny. Like, if you knock it out, you get seven cards. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> that's how you do it, man. Whatever works. Uh the other new tr- I mean it's an energy. This one's kind of weird and i'm really excited because there's no way that the, i i don't think there's a way that the energy i'm about to talk about falls on the wayside once sword and shield is up and running we have aurora energy kind of looks like a rainbow energy this is a special energy card that reads when you attach this card to your hand to one of your pokemon discard a card from your hand This card provides every type of energy, but only provides one energy at a time. So instead of reprinting rainbow energy and giving you a damage counter, they literally just changed it and made it so you go minus one in your hand. What do you think about this card? Um, I like it. It's on to me. It's on par with rainbow energy. If not, I kind of like it better. Um, especially there's a lot of cards and the set that seemed to be interactive a little bit more now with the discard pile. Um, so I don't, I don't mind it. Yeah. And, and even if you don't interact with the discard pile as much, it's you're, you're not losing damage on the field, you know, and are there decks that will prefer rainbow energy? Sure. But this one will find its use. It's a very pretty looking card. The SR is going to be gorgeous for it. It's a good card. I think I think it is a just a differently balanced rainbow energy. I don't think it's any worse. I don't think it's any better necessarily. It could be better just because, again, every deck doesn't necessarily mind 
going minus one in their hand necessarily, depending on what's in their hand. So it's cool. I like it. Yeah, I, I think you'll see some plane expanded personally. Because uh, I know there's prism energies and blend energies and things like that. This will make things a little bit easier on them because I know, uh, what is it, the prism energy they have. It's for basics only and they have blends that only have four different types, like our units. I think aura, aura energy works for anybody, really, which is nice. And so I think they'll see definitely more play, at least in expanded. Right, I agree with that. All right, so we we hit the Pokemon V that were new. We hit the trainers that were new. Joe, I'm going to let you start this first just because I know this is where you tend to drift regardless of what we're talking about. Let's take some time to talk about the little guys, the Pokemon that are not V, that are not trainers. They are your average evolution lines with some abilities that are being printed that are pretty game-defining, I think, moving forward. So why don't you pick one that you really, really want to talk about right now? Um positive or negative i am going to talk about quickly first uh where did it go or beetle or beetle scares me or beetle scares you why or beetle well it's a stage two yeah not as bad so 130 hp i'll go over the thing that scares me most last um so right now grass colorless uh brainwave 90 Damage plus the attack does 30 more damage for times the amount of uh, psychic energy attached to this Pokemon. Okay. It's the fire retreat one. Not that big of a deal. Biggest thing that scares me is the ability bug radar. Once during your turn before you attack, you look at the top opponent, uh, top three cards of your opponent's deck and put them back into any order. That is a permanent chip chip ice axe. Just chip chip in a way, Alolan Executor Rowlet. So that really scares the bejeebers out of me. You know, it it really depends on if Alolan Executor is viable in this meta. But you have Dolls and Florgeist as, as viable. You do. You're right. It's an interesting card, and I think it's I think it's worth pointing out. Uh, do you, you want me to grab one right now? Sure. Should we Should we just talk about the one and get it out of the way now? The one. The one. Well, there's the one that one. you think that's the one, or are you thinking the one that I think it's the one? No, it's definitely the one that we're both. We have a Cincino. It is a 90 oh, HP stage That's definitely one. not the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, well, you're just trying to troll me. No, 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 no. I was thinking of something completely different. But thinking about the water well, type card. Yeah. Cincino, I think, is way more, way more interesting and, and obviously applicable to every deck. Cincino is a 90 HP colorless. It is a stage one and has the ability Thrifty. Once during your turn, before you attack, you may discard a card from hand. If you do, draw two cards. I don't really have to read the attack because you're just getting Zoroark all over again in a, in a much different way. It's, it's not attacking. It's not riotous beating. It's not 210 HP, but... This is going to be like a $6 card at least. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, hey. it's a draw engine. This is the draw engine. This is the draw engine. I think it's better than I think it's better than uh, uh, uh Octillery's ability, which I can't Abyssal Hand that a Sil Valley GX has now. I think it's better than I think it's the best 
draw ability that at least I have played in. Do you think it's better than Pidgey? Uh, do I think it's better than Pidgey? Um, With the current resources we have right now. Pidgey's just look at top two, right? Look at top two, uh, take one card, put it at the bottom of your deck. I think it depends on preference, personally. Uh, I think if you really aren't a fan of losing cards in your hand, then Pidgey's, Pidgeotto is what you do. But if you're looking for just draw power, then you go Sencino. So like a deck with a lot of text that you don't need for every single matchup, you're just dumping them? Yeah, I, I think so. Because, I mean, and even, like, now let's talk about the attack. For one colorless, it has energy assist. 40 damage, and you attach a basic energy from your discard pile to a benched Pokemon. That's way better than Pidgeotto will give you. Um, so yeah. I do think it still comes down to preference. Really? Yeah, I, um, I just think what the current meta is with uh, Professor Alms Lecture... We're doing the HP factor here, where you can get fair enough. That's a fair point. I think that that's where I feel the bigger play is because of that. But once that gets rotated out, and there's Minchino Chinchino, then that's definitely the way to go. Yeah, I I understand that. That that is a good point. I I can agree with that. Joe, why don't you go to your card that you were going to talk about? Uh, let me go around to it. It is the where are your water types? Where's Snom at? Yeah, Snom Frost. No, Snom. It's not Snom, I promise. But it is the evolution of Snom, which is Frostmoth. Frostmoth is 90 HP. Ability, Ice Dance. As often as you'd like during your turn, obviously before you attack, you may attach a water energy from your card, from your hand to one of your Pokemon. So you can do it as many times as you like. So it's essentially, we're getting Deluge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just throw the energy on there. <laughs> yeah. It's a great card, dude. Oh, it's amazing. I cannot wait for water to come back. And yeah, then this, the, is, this is really good. And then Aura Beam, 30 damage, one water, one colorless. But you're never attacking with this 90 attack. HP. You don't give a crap about attacking with this thing. No. But this is, this is Deluge. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. And you got, I think we talked about Lapras last time. It was a good target. You have a lot of cool targets. I'm excited to see this card perform a little bit with, uh, I believe, with Pip-Up Blastoise. I'd love to see that get it going a little bit. You can do it and just with Blastoise. With Blastoise. But I have so many stage cards after that. It's kind I'm of difficult. I'm just saying, dude. Blastoise is a great partner for this card. Um, Ice Q. Did we ever go Ice Q last week? Uh, actually, you know what? I'm happy you reminded me because it's on a different post. Yeah. So Ice QV, we'd not mentioned this one, but if you haven't played the game yet, it's literally a penguin with an ice block on its head. Yeah. But the reason why I think it pairs perfectly with Frostmoth is, well, first of all, water type in the card. It's an ice type in the game. Um, Cold Absorption is the ability. Whenever you attach a water energy from your hand to this Pokemon during your turn, heal 30 damage to this Pokemon. So essentially another wall with Frostmoth. Uh, the attack, uh, Water, Water, Colus, Blizzard, 120 damage. This attack does 10 damage to each of your opponent's bench Pokemon. So you're spreading and healing. Granted, you're not hitting that top amount of, what, 200 or everything like that. Right. But you can be easily chipping and then chipping away at the bench for a while. Not a sure. big deal. 
But you can, between that, Bastille's Pip-Up, Ice Q, Frostmoth, I think there's a really cool deck out there, especially you're playing with two different weakness typings. Mm -hmm. Ice Q is weak to Weddle, while Blastoise's Pip-Up, I believe, is weak to Grass. Yeah. Um, and you have uh, Lapras V, who is weak to Grass. Mm -hmm. No Electric, apologize. So we're having a cool opportunity here where you can have a, a nice water deck with different weakness options. Yeah, with it being weak to with it being an ice type and weak to metal, like that, that is a very unique uh, difference there. I like it. I like it a lot. the The card I'm going to talk about next is probably where where we're going to end our conversation because really, it's the strangest thing now with the new set, the new meta we're going into with this generation. And I'm going to need help, Joe, because I'm really struggling with, I'm really struggling with this change they made. So, after we recorded last week, we got these cards revealed, and there was a Toxicroak line revealed. Toxicroaks, if you don't know, uh, Toxicroak and Krogunk are fighting poison-type Pokemon. Um, usually, they obviously revolve around poisoning. It's either a fighting or a psychic-type card, blah, blah, blah. For some reason, and I'm not against the idea of this, but I think I'm personally against the typing that they chose. Pokemon, from what we understand, has officially switched Poison-type Pokemon over to Dark-type cards. And I'm really struggling to figure out why, why they did that. Because, and it kind of goes back to where Sableye was weak to Grass, which was kind of random. They're, they're changing the weakness par parts in a very different way. And, and I'm looking at a Thievil line that's also weak to Grass. So it must be just bug type. That must be what it is because bug is weak to uh, dark is weak to bug, and it looks like there's more dark types being weak to grass. So that must be just a bug weakness, which I guess isn't a big deal. But Joe Toxicroak resists fighting in the game. The only thing I can think of is that it's weak to ground. That has to be it, right? Probably. It, it's hard the TCG only having so many types. And then I understand that there's skepticism, basically introducing more new types. Because I know, I think metal is a newer typing, and so is fairy, if I'm mistaken. Yeah. In the card right. game. So it's it's been a a slow process. It's always been water, grass, lightning, colorless, fighting, and then I don't know where they're adding metal, fairy. I don't think dark was there around till later as well. Dark was around for a long. Time. It's been around for a while. Because it was a Gen 2 type. So they jumped on that pretty quickly. Same with Steel. But, you know, I, I guess what they're doing, and I'm, I'm looking at this more now, and I guess it makes sense. Because Dark type is weak to Fighting, which is, shares the same color card as Ground, maybe that's why they did that. Maybe they're trying to unify those two things. Which I guess if that's happening, I, I, you know what? I, I'll give it that. You know, I, I walked into this podcast being really confused. And now looking at it, Thinking of ground types, I get it. I get it. They're they're putting poison over to dark, and kind of unifying the quote unquote fighting type and ground type weakness because those two types happen to also share the same color card. So I guess I'm okay with that now. I feel a little bit better now that I kind of had that epiphany. Well, it's like it's like water and ice. They were they share the same type. Well, that's what I mean. So so I, I guess you know what. Fair enough, Pokemon. I didn't give you a fair shot the first time. That's cool. We're cool. 
Um, so poison types are now dark type cards in the card game, and that will be an adjustment for you. And it looks like a lot of dark type cards are going to be weak to quote unquote bug type cards, which is a grass type card in the card game. Yeah, I think and I, I could assume with they're doing that, they'll be printing more bug type cards coming out, too. I know they have a couple out right now, mm-hmm. but maybe it'll make it more relevant of if they're giving that chance to be weak to bug. Maybe they're trying to do something with it in the future. Maybe they are. And I, I guess we're going to have to find out. I, you know, I I'm excited. I'm I'm happy with the group of cards we saw, and I think that's a really good place to leave off today. Do you think? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Just one more mention too. Like, remember I talked about Circle of Meta too, and mm-hmm. I think I talked about this too. When one one is talking about the Circle of Weaknesses that we're having. It wasn't. It was no secret that Fighting hit a lot of weaknesses. Uh, Psychic, I think, as well. Some Fire. It seems like Pokemon's trying to balance the whole weakness and resistance thing. In the yeah, card game, yeah. so certain types aren't getting played overplayed more than the other. Right. So you're not seeing psychic versus psychic, psychic anymore. You're not seeing you're gonna see Giratina Malamore versus Giratina Malamore hit hard back and forth. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna see, uh, just more psychic matchups. You're gonna see now more dark matchups, and hopefully you're gonna see more grass type matchups. You might see more water coming out since Pikaram's going away. Who knows? But I think they're trying to balance all that out right now. And so why not test the waters with a new set? Exactly. That's the way to do it. it the set is making a lot of cool changes that are are going to be defining to the game's core and, and not in a broken way at all. It's not going to change play styles as much, but it's enough to shake things up. And I think that's really important. And, you know, I think it's a good place to leave off for tonight. We looked over a lot of new cards, talked about the tournaments a little bit. Next week, assuming that we get a few new cards, which I wouldn't doubt it if we did. We'll be going over that and hopefully taking a dive into what we think the meta is now looking like post back-to-back regional weekends. Got anything else left to say, Joe? Nope. Everybody, good weekend. Keep up on the meta, and we'll talk to you guys later next week about that stuff. Yep, we enjoy this every single week, and we are thankful that you guys spend the time listening to our episodes and supporting us. Thank you all so much again. We will see you next week.